I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, Episode 4. My name is Stephen Schultz, and I am one of your hosts today. And joining us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, you know him as tech.badbatch on the interwebs, but to me, he'll always be Joe Laura. How you doing, buddy? Doing really good because of these. Um, so it was amazing. The fandom is really cool. Uh, the Star Wars fandom, right? Not the Bad Batch fandom. We're, we're not that big yet. Maybe we are, but I don't know. Not yet. You were just holding up a bag of Sour Patch Kids? Just holding up a bag of Sour Patch Kids. And so not how sponsored. I connect. No, I'm not sponsored, but it would be really cool to be because I'm pretty sure I've helped them expand their sales. But anyways. My, <laughs> my teeth hurt still from celebration. Just yeah. saying. So I don't know if you can notice this, but, but there's individually drawn tech glasses on all the Sour Patch characters on this bag nice which is super thoughtful because i was lucky enough to meet somebody who i follow and they follow me on instagram uh her name's stephanie and i just happened to say hey i'm going to disneyland this weekend anybody you know going to be in the area be really cool to meet you and she reached out and she's like hey i'm going to be there already you want to grab coffee i'd love to meet you and socal joyful you know uh kim and and uh and so we hooked up for coffee and we had it like it, it was supposed to be, you know, just a cup of coffee. It turned like an hour and a half of just going back and forth talking about, you know, Star Wars, the, the Bad Batch, Instagram, like all of it. And then she was kind enough to bring gifts. So I gave her a gift of, you know, she wanted a sticker and a card and some other stuff, trading cards. So it was really cool to to have those interactions and I've been lucky enough that they haven't been weird. Like you, you kind of like, I hope, I hope this isn't going to be an awkward encounter. I hope like it's not, you know what I mean? Like you, you don't yeah. know what you're getting into, but I'm kind of leaning into it. And what, was it, was it fun? Was it decaf or regular coffee? Oh, it's straight up, dude. I had an Americano. Okay, so I had espresso with a little I bit mean, of you can get water. a decaf Americano, but I just nah, was curious. Decaf. You drink decaf. I, I don't. Who, who drinks decaf? Do you drink decaf? Some people. That's awesome, dude. Because that's what it's about, right? Like, it, like fans just sharing fandoms with each other. It's oh, I love yeah. it. That's cool, dude. Yeah, she's really, really good people. You could just tell. Like, there's certain energy that people give right away, and that's she's definitely one of them. Yeah. That's like that's like two weeks in a row for you. Like just going out and meeting people. That's I love it, dude. And then, um, you know, I'm hosting my niece and her fiance. As soon as we get back from Disneyland, we gave him the key and the, you know, we told him, hey, look for the key. It's in a secret spot in our backyard. They found the key. They got in the house. They brought two of their friends. And I'm cool with that because I trust my niece. And found out that one of the friends also follows me and was super nerding out at the chance oh. that he was going to stay at my place. 
And so his name is Pat. <laughs> shout out and to Pat. So, yeah, so shout out to Pat. And Pat's like, dude, I've been following you for a while. I'm like, this is weird because now you're staying in my house, bro. So it was it was, <laughs> it was one of those cool weekends, man. It was fun. It was good. That's yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. That's awesome. You wake up and he's just like looking at you. <laughs> It's, it's like, like watching you sleep and standing over your <laughs> bed back from his own man cave in the hills of California. He's the only echo in here. Ramey, how are you, sir? I am doing good. How about you? So I'm doing well. Thank you. It's, uh, it's been kind of a quiet, quiet week. Um, got, just been busy with work. So not a lot. I haven't really left the house. So not a lot to report. I have, don't have, haven't met anyone. <laughs> haven't gone anywhere. No, no new, uh, no new visiting creatures in the yard. Saw an owl last night. That was pretty cool. That's about it. Oh, one of the, one of the, one of the cats had a bat today. Did you say a bat? Yeah, one of the cats had a bat. You know how you know cats will catch like a mouse or a bird or whatever. Got a bat. One of them had a bat. <laughs> so, oh, boy. awesome. His paint skill power levels have reached one thousand. He's Hunter. <laughs> Everyone, let's ignite the alpha. It's John Rodriguez. Wow. How are you, buddy? Oh, much better now. (laughs) That was amazing. Thank you for that. Uh, Doing good. How you doing, boys? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be here. How was your week? Good. Uh, Painted stuff. Been painting a lot. Uh, Got some other stuff that I'll talk about later on the workbench. And uh, yeah, just been in my garage a bunch. Working on stuff. Just chroming everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we, anybody that follows you can tell the, clearly that you've been putting those skills that you learned in that class to use. Because I've been, I've been, I've been working on some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm abusing your power because uh, every time that we talk offline, it's like, oh hey, um, add this to the list of things that I need you to chrome for me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're just going to accumulate everything at once and so we could yeah. you know, clear it everything at once and met- metalize it all at once. And, yeah. When John's microphone is chromed, uh, we need intervention. <laughs> Ooh. So. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we could. Uh, you just we gave could. him an idea. I bet you can't yeah. do it, John. I mean, dang. I don't want to have to take this apart, but... I, I, want, I want to come over and you can teach me how to do it instead of you do it for me. It's really simple. Like, I could show... I mean, whoever can, wants to come can come. It's super simple. It's... It's a matter of, I mean, you have to get the the you know under the metallic really nice and smooth, and then you do the clear coat, and it just it's just a beautiful glassy finish, and then you just pss, 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 metallic done, and then clear so coat easy. too if you want. You make that, you make so that sound easy. too. Yeah. 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 It's that easy. It's p- part of. I don't know. Process. You got Vader in a New Hope behind you. I'm not even listening to a word you're saying. I'm just <laughs> subtitles so you could follow it. <laughs> Yeah, sick. John, <laughs> part of the Rebel Alliance and the traitor. Take her away. Take her away. And live from Eastern Standard Time. Yes, ladies, he exudes big crosshair energy. It's Brian Cook. How are you, pal? Don't say that. <laughs> so bad. Big crosshair energy. Um, uh, I'm good. Uh, it's been a little hectic. Uh, our boat lift... We live like near a lake and we have a boat dock around the corner from our house and we have a boat lift and um, there's like four bolts that basically like hold it onto the dock. I'm trying to make this like super short, but like two of the bolts <laughs> sheared off. So it was like sinking 
and then it's basically like a bathtub upside down that fills up with air and it lifts up and that's what lifts the boat up and there's a frame on top of it well when the two bolts are down it like can't figure out what to do so it's either sunk or it goes up and then it goes the other way and we like ended up having to get my neighbor and get it it was like a little chaotic moment for a little bit um but i'll tell a quick story involved with it so as i've said before i live kind of like just out a little bit from town so we're kind of like pretty pretty rural there's like farmland and stuff like around where i live now and uh we go to this hardware store and um it's a super old school hardware store like i'm surprised they even take credit cards uh but there's just papers and books and whatever and i walk in and i'm like I'm like a sore thumb. Like I got shorts and flip flops on and I walk in and it's like all old timers, 60 and over. Oh, look at this California boy. In, uh, in city work, folk. Like in like dirty dickies and like hey, and stuff all over. And they just turn and look at me and I'm like, all right. I'm like, this place is sick, but like, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> so like, uh, I wait and, and and there's there's two guys waiting, and um, one guy's talking to a guy at the counter, and the other guy's just sitting here, and he's like, "Hey man," he's like, "I'm not, I'm the only one without an accent too, just so you know, because I live in the south," and he's like, You're "Hey the man, only I'm one not, with I'm an not. accent." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and this guy's like, "Hey man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just waiting over here. I'm that, that's my brother. He's doing whatever. So like, you go ahead and go on in there." And then they're like, and then he's just a prankster. And he's like just cracking jokes every two minutes, and then he like kind of takes a liking to me, and um, and he just starts talking to me a lot, and then uh, like I'm rapping with him for a while, and then they're getting ready to finish, and he's looking at his phone, and he's like, "Oh man, this this TikTok's going crazy, whatever," <laughs> and he's like, "You know about TikTok?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he's like me and my brother made 50 bucks <laughs> and he's like and i'm like what i'm like this is your brother he's like yes yeah, my brother they're twins but one of them had a beard and the other one didn't i was like Dwayne and wayne <laughs> my dad's name's wayne and i have tattooed on my arm wayne cook i'm like hey my dad's name's wayne whatever i'm talking to him whatever he's shown me his tiktoks and they have tiktoks with like millions of views so him <laughs> he him made and 50 his bucks. brother <laughs> they have six hundred thousand followers but they've got views with like four, five million, fourteen million views, or wow. something like that. Um, and I, I, dude, these guys were. What are they doing on TikTok? Wayne just dances and like skits and stuff. <laughs> but like, let me. I want to give these dudes a shout out. They were so awesome. It was the, uh, the Hanaline twins. H A N E L I N E twins. These guys were so rad. They're veterans. I was like, hey, thank you guys for your service. Shook their hand. Thank you, Joe. Um, And it was like, these guys were like buying bolts to fix some tractor thing. And then I'm looking on their Instagram and they're doing dances to like, (laughs) you name it, whatever pop song. Like, And they got little skits. They were dressed up in Blues Brothers, doing Blues Brothers dance all time. Dude, 16.8 million? What? Yes. Dude, Sithin ain't easy getting schooled by Dwayne and Wayne. <laughs> oh, it's great. Dwayne and Wayne. Dude, they're like, they're like in their late 60s, early 70s. Yes. Maybe? Yes. Dude, these guys are good old boys and they're classic, super classic. So look them up, follow them. Um, 
that was my week. And then other than that, I have to leave to Virginia Beach to work um, for a few days over the weekend. Yes, they are awesome. Um, And Friday is my wife, Tori's birthday. So unfortunately, I will not be here for that. Death Watch Girl at Death Watch Girls on Instagram. Um, Wish her a happy birthday on Friday. Happy birthday. So that's it. That's all I got. That's awesome. I'm I'm excited for your uh your road trip because every time you have a work road trip, man, that is just pure gold content for conversations with Crosshair. Like all that time you have to think on the road, you come back on He's fire. He's like, I hate this film. I hate that film. This fran this franchise has gone downhill. This one always sucks. I have never liked to that movies one. while I'm driving, just on my phone because I can't really watch it. It's too small, but um. I gotta finish up the armor party. I've been listening to that with with Chris Bartlett. Really Chris, glad yeah. these guys are back. So I need to listen to that one. Yeah. That was awesome. Shout I didn't out. know Chris was five oh first member. So that yep. was super cool. Um, he's the founder, one of the oh, founders of Central yeah, Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. yeah. I, I'm like partially the way through it, but yeah, everyone should listen to that. I know we talked about that last time, but yep. My plug, my shameless plug. Shout out to Mike Forrester and the Armor Party. If you are listening to Dad Batch, definitely listen to his podcast as well friend of the pod i think john john you've been on there i was the inaugural inaugural uh episode or uh wow uh, whatever mike has the most professional voice for podcasting and his homework level is all time yeah he's like welcome to the show my name is mike (laughs) well yeah not like that but Lose. All right, I'm going to clip this part and send that to him. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do it, do it, please do All right, guys. Well, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to interact with us more, follow us at DadBatchPod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, check us out on our new T-shirt designs on our merch page at thedadbatch.com. Guys, let's go ahead and get into this little thing right here. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, or at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. This time for the weekly workbench. Who's working on what? Actually, I want to go first this week. Um, so I built... last week. Did I'm I go first last <laughs> week? Yeah, I'm just you do I'm it. I'm not counting. I go do first. It. I'm not counting. Okay. Go so first. I go finished first. I finished my ether from oh. Thor the Dark World and then I put like a little um Amazon like 30 uh $13 LED candle on the inside yes. and it like makes it like pulse which is really cool. It looks so good. Um thank you. And then I I started printing the uh orb for the power stone from Guardians of the Galaxy and I was I thought I was done printing it. And then it turns out, like, half of the file was, like, uh, cut. Correct. So I have to, like... No, no, no. It, it was... The original file was meant for um, FDM printing. So uh, it was, like, cut into parts to, like, uh, accommodate... To fit that better, yeah. Supports so and all that kind oriented, of stuff. oriented, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, I don't want to waste all the resin that I, that I used printing it, so I just got to sand and bondo figure it out yeah it's it's a lot more steps you know unnecessary for a resin print it's totally my fault i should have looked at the file beforehand i just was so excited i just threw it on the bed and hit print Um, we've all been there yeah oh this is perfect print yeah yeah (laughs) 
It looks good though. It looks good. Three days later, uh, so I got waste. I got that done. Um, <laughs> That's the worst part. It's the lessons learned a day or two later. I put in my order for uh, my black chrysanthemum feet, so his those toes are coming in very soon. <laughs> the same maker, um, right? The same one that did the mask. No, no. Uh, actually, Josh Beckett. Uh, we talked about him last week. He has been making Chewy's Chewbacca masks forever. Um, some of the highest quality masks you can get. Um, and he, he just, out of the blue, he just was like, hey, I'm making chrysanthemum feet. So I was like, yes, I need those. And he's actually making a Gunji right now. I was going to say, little, he, he's making Gunji. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why. So, Rad. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, yeah. I, I, I foresee sales of the Gunji character oh, skyrocketing. Everybody was screaming at the panel when he showed up. Yeah. Oh, Gunji, the little, the little, the little, little, the little uh, Wookie, yeah, dude, his saber is uh, is like wood and and metal, yeah, yeah, it's amazing, yeah, yeah, it's, it's super cool. It's like the handle you've been making, Crosshair. Yeah, yes, I have that <laughs> right here. All right, that's all I got for workbench. That's nice. sweet. I'm I'm excited for this black chrysanthemum. How do you chrysanthemum. say it? Chrysanthemum. I still didn't measure my the fire puncher yet either. So, but I'm pretty sure his is bigger. My- Mine is bigger. But, yeah, it's bigger. He doesn't dad jokes. It, but measuring, it looks cool. measuring rifles. They're, they're rifles blasters. Crosshair definitely does a lot more with fire puncher than. Well, how long? Okay, how how big? I haven't is, uh, measured it yet. I haven't how measured big, it yet. What's the other thing that you were you were printing though? That was. Oh, I don't know. It's here. I'll measure it. Let's go ahead. Go. Who's next? And we'll talk. <laughs> Um, We're all waiting for you. Is that a measuring tool? Yes. yes. Crosshair is measuring. 42 his... inches. Oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> That's not the fire puncher, though. I know. Whatever. Who's next? Go. Um, I've been painting a lot of stuff. Uh, I got this helmet from uh, Christian Martinez. He's a 3D fanatics on Instagram. And uh, he actually sent it to me already uh, glossed. And it was freaking like I've never seen a more perfect uh, helmet in my life. Like for real. Like all I did was put the metallic down and I, and I, I gave it a little black wash. But um, I did like I didn't do anything c- compared it to was pa- he, it was painted black gloss. Yeah, like or he did like the black and then he did the two K gloss. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, geez. He, he had it spread. It came glossed already. Yeah. So all I had to do and was he do wanted the you. You wanted you to do the metallic, or how did that happen? How did that yeah, exchange happen? Yeah, well, I, we just uh, talked about it, because I've been buying those helmets from him to paint, and he's like, yo, I'm glossing a bunch of helmets this week. Do you want me to just gloss this one, too? I'm like, well, if, you know, while you're at it, if you want to, sure. And he did, and he said, and it was just insanely, like, mirror mirror perfect. It was insane. Whatever. So I, I've been painting that, and I got a mold from uh, some random dude on Facebook, which is a huge gamble. But uh, it turns, yeah, crazy. Uh, but it turned out to be pretty good. So uh, it's making really nice uh, Dinjarin style helmets. And uh, I painted one up just to kind of see what it would look like, uh, just to imagine it, you know, semi finished. And it, it looks really nice. So, and you posted um, that too. It looks really yeah, good. Yeah. I, I just like a work in progress thing because it's just sitting there in my garage right now. But um, I need a visor. And I, I actually want to paint it custom, whatever. It, it won't be a din. But uh, yeah, so I've just been doing that. Metallics. I made a, a, a Revan mold, which I also um, 
casted and I painted metallic as well. So that's sitting there waiting for paint as well. And um, that's it. That's what, what I've been doing all week. Painting and casting. I'm definitely going to be picking up uh, one of those Din Djarin's from you. Yeah. Yeah, they're really nice. Uh, uh, okay, so... Hey, look, um, there's an echo in here. <laughs> twice. Ah, Dead joke. Pretty good, Brian. So... Uh, like this is so this is the printer that Crosshair has that, that we've been talking about lately, Elgumars. Um, bigger bigger version of that is the uh, Saturn, and then the new one that came, which is like, you know, I, could, I feel like I could put these inside of each other. And so the new one is this one, the the Jupiter. That thing is um, massive. It looks like an <laughs> oven. It's huge. Yeah. Or a wine yeah, cellar. It's it it is the size of an appliance, and it has its own zip it's, code. It's built like one. I mean, I I think I said this the other day. The other ones are like things i bought off of amazon and then this thing's a piece of equipment you could it's you not, could cook a turkey it's in not that. messing around yeah <laughs> so you print a turkey uh screen Good. is nothing grand it's the same kind of interface that we're used to seeing on the other the other uh elegu set printers but um oh i like inside, how that opens that's cool you don't have <laughs> yeah. to it looks like a laboratory yeah but, so um <laughs> I was surprised it's got lighting inside, which is nice because ah. I'm always, especially, especially with the enclosure. Um, so the, the vat, take the screws out. So the Jeez. vat, big, big boy. Oh my goodness. It's, I kind of describe this thing as like, think of the Mars as sort of like your cell phone size screen. And sure. then the, the Saturn is sort of like an iPad mini. And then this thing's practically like a laptop screen. Wow. Um, so, but uh, you know, for anybody on the video, so in the in the corner of the vat, it has this extra little socket, and you can put these plugs on the bottles, and then they fit in there, and they t- twist. And so, what will happen is, if the bottle's there, it will actually keep the resin level at a fed. consistent height. Auto it's feed, just gravity yeah. fed, and as 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 the print uses up a little bit of resin, it lets a bubble in, and a little bit more resin comes out, and it keeps that process That's going wow. that way. You never run out. What's so, the screen well, size? I, you could run out. But. What's the screen size on that uh, bad boy? Big. Is it, uh, I don't have it. I half, don't have half it a helmet. Fourteen. Half a helmet. It's, it's it's half a helmet. So yeah. Um. So for Big. again for the video. So I printed this helmet in two pieces. Dude. Um. But it was split right down the middle. So it's a Dinjarin helmet. Um. Was able to do it in two pieces. Uh, cut right down the middle. That's you know, insane. the left half and right half. So that um, the Elegoo Jupiter has a 12.86K resolution screen. 12.8 inch yep, right. screen? Yeah, yeah. I love okay. how the, the door opens and it has lights in it. I mean, that is like... That's fun. That is the... Yeah. the Fancy. The, the two things I love... I love my printer, but like how you have to have room to lift that whole yeah. thing up. It's kind of... And how it's a little tricky. And then, yeah, at, well, I'm old we're older and the lighting is like i need light i can't it's see cool. yeah. the lighting is nice yeah i wasn't expecting it to have the lights in there i don't remember them saying it would do that but uh the other thing that it has is um the, there's a usb plug in the back and it comes with these usb uh air filters so it's like just an activated carbon filter and it wow. plugs in there and then there's a little fan and then that will keep that'll keep the air filtration going inside the, the chamber. So, so no yeah. you know, when you open, when you open it, it, you're not, you're not, you're not getting a big face full of right. resin fumes or anything. Yeah. How cool. So just like any other resin printer, it took a little bit of getting used to. I had three fairly 
big failures before I got one print that sort of worked. And then that one, like, so, you know, the, the guy saw like the, this, the DIN helmet, half of it just, it had like a huge tear across the, the forehead. And that was my fault because I poured resin in. I wasn't using the auto feeder and I poured resin in and it wasn't the same temperature. And so it just, it messed up the print and then, and then it figured it out and it, it finished. And so I was able to fix it. So um, I think a good topic with that, Ramey, is like how much resin did that helmet take to make? Yeah, so each half took about two thirds of a bottle of resin. The so 500, the five hundred um, milliliter, or or the, the uh, no, the thousand, the, 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 the thousand gram one. Um, so you know, a, about a about a bottle and a half. So if I was to convert that to money, it'd be about sixty dollars. Cool. I think that's good for people to Which understand, is, like, and they see that printer and go, oh, you could just bang out. We go, okay, well, it still costs this much if nothing goes wrong. Too. It's if cheaper than right. a helmet, though. Yeah, that's yeah, right. if nothing goes it wrong. It is, right. yes. Right. Cheaper it than is, yes. it is, although not not by that much. I mean, and, and you got to consider this thing retails. I mean, I, I got in on the Kickstarter when they launched it, you know, so I, I paid for this thing, you know, a year ago. And when it goes public availability, this thing's going to cost twice what I paid for it. Yeah. yeah. Just, what I yeah, love, that'll be its reason. What I love stuff. about that is I have a really big head so I could, I could size. It's hard for me to find a helmet. This is true. It's hard for me to find a helmet that fits me perfectly. So with that, I could just scale up my helmet right. digitally and then print yeah. it custom. And I think that's the, the, right. the two like main advantages of printers, right? Any printer, either FDM or resin, it's speed like, you know, people can see something on screen, model it, cat it, and you could print it like in a week, like a new episode of whatever can come out and someone who has the skills can do it and print it out in a week mm-hmm. yep. and yep. adjust the size. Other side is there are makers right. that spend the time to make things that, I mean, you can buy a, a clone helmet from Imperial Surplus or from, from um, CTI Studios. CTI Studios that did that work already, and you don't have to have the upfront cost. So I will say there is a difference with those that take the time to make the models and accuracy. I mean, it's just a better quality. Um, What I've seen, at least, there are some 3D modelers that are really good, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of garbage out there. Yeah. And and I will say. Um, it's one thing to print 3D print something. It's another thing to be able to wear it, be able to also make it so it lasts, so you can actually wear it and and be comfortable, and you can repair it. Because I think you can you can design something, but it doesn't mean it's gonna it's gonna work on somebody's head. You know, it might not fit right, or it might feel. You know, people don't think about that part. I feel like the people that are like gonna print stuff should also be doing their due diligence and like uh, Making seeing themselves. what they look like. No, no, no. But like seeing if the file is, is decent, you know, or, or asking the community, hey, does anyone know where to find, you know, the you know, X model of helmet seeing here, whatever, rather than just going blindly and being like, I'm going to buy this file, I'm going to print it straight up. And, you know, it might be great, it research. might not be, but yeah, research, yeah, essentially. I think research a lot of your those, vendors. those CAD people, the CAD folks, the, I mean, they're, they're really smart, but they, they don't actually print the thing. They just kind of quickly design it and yeah. put it out there. So, yeah, so and they don't know the if it can actually work. Some modelers yeah. will make amazing things, but they, they will never print their stuff. So they don't actually know how it fits on someone. That's exactly what you're saying. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and that's not the best, you know, because if you're yep. not trying out your own 
thing to see if it actually goes on your head at 100% scale or whatever it is, then, you know, you're, you, it's kind of half half the job, really, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, and there, there's also something to be said. If you've got the experience with the printing, um, you can kind of think about that as you're modeling something and take that into account. So, you, you know, you'll 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 create a, a, an angle here that nobody's ever going to see, but it'll help that piece print, you know, without needing supports, for example, and things like that, like that, the, uh, the backpack, the echo backpack, like that, I absolutely modeled that with printing it in mind mm-hmm. and you can print that thing with no supports and it just works. So there's a, there's a modeler, a 3d modeler that does uh, Astromex and R2 parts. His name is Mike Badley yep. and his yeah. models he, he designs the 3D model support material within the model so that yep. in your in your 3D program slicer, you don't have to add supports. It's so it's so trippy because then like when you get that final model out, you've got all these weird pieces that you've never seen on R2D2 before. Mm-hmm. And then they just snap off and you're like, whoa, yeah. this is you just, you just break them out. And then it's clean. yeah, that his stuff is a pleasure to print. So any questions on there? That's awesome. Monster. Dude. That's super yeah. cool. I'm the other, glad you the other pro us tip, that. yeah, I do this on my, I do this on my uh, Creality printers. I, the the one moving piece that, that you would kill yourself if it ever went bad is like the USB port or the card slot. Like, so I recommend if anybody's getting any of these printers, I don't know if anyone can see, but I get this little pigtail that you plug into the USB port, and the thumb drive goes in and out of that, so that you're not Bending plugging the thumb drive in constantly. and out of the printer, taking the risk those. of like. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, it's like like a couple bucks on Amazon, and yeah. you, the wear and the wear and tear is now on a two dollar part instead of a thousand dollar. Yeah, machine. where I have so. mine too, it's like I have a little tray that I take the print out and put it on top of that, and it can kind of yeah. hit the USB port because I don't have a ton of room in front of it. That's a mm. great idea. Yeah, awesome. and you can get little. You can get the same thing that fit into card slots for the FDM printers because yeah. yeah. they usually have the micro SD slot. Yeah. I have the same thing on all of my printers, so that. Because I actually had that wear out on one, and I have a I have a motherboard on a printer that I can't do anything with because the card slot's dead on it, and uh, because it took all the wear and tear. So. That's awesome. Good call. Thanks for sharing, cool. Ramey. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing sharing with us. I'm I'm a stickler on no print lines. Um, so these are the new tech HUD. I have printed a whole new one because the other one is kind of crap, and I went through it really quickly. This one um, I redid, and super smooth. Can't see anything, and and the technique I use is I always spray it with black because black makes things pop. It's um, it just provides shadows and and ridges, and you can see the details. Um, I might not use black ultimately, like these obviously are black for tech, but I might print white. O- or, sorry, uh, color white over it or something else, but black helps the details and the. The things that need fixing sort of pop and then I can address those. But yeah. Nothing so you're crazy. you're hitting it with the paint and then you're sanding it and then you're hitting it with paint again? Yep. Sometimes okay. I'll uh yeah, it depends. So uh I think one of the questions that and we'll get to the question part later, but somebody was asking smoothing processes. And one of the old school ways for 3D printing is using spot putty and filler primer or wood filler. I've seen people use wood filler, I've never used that before. And um, and it's just sanding, going through the different levels of grit to get to that level, and you, and you just work it till you think you're comfortable with it. But then when you think you're good, what I do is I'll spray it with black, and that shows the the areas that I need to address. 
And I can either decide, you know what, that's an area that nobody's going to see, I don't care. Or no, this is a very visual part. I need to make sure that that looks good because well, you know it's yeah. maybe people facing or whatever. You it's know? front and well, for center. Tech, yeah. For tech, everyone's looking. I mean, I think it's natural for just to look at somebody in in the face and the eyes. So yeah, you you for tech, you gotta have your you gotta have those goggles smooth. But like on the inside, where nobody sees, nobody cares. This oh, is still smooth cares? though, just because I'm an idiot and I I take my time on this. I but care. I care. But some people wouldn't, and there's honestly no reason to spend your time on pieces that nobody's ever going to see. So, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Brian's camera's filling with something sharp. Uh-oh. What is this? So I have everything printed for my Stormbreaker. This Stormbreaker doesn't talk to anyone. The one that you whisper sweet nothings to? It, no, it has no and, feelings. And it doesn't get it's, jealous when you go with the a, hammer? A weapon of destruction. Um, so unlike Joe, who meticulous, meticulously sands everything, I just coat it in resin, and then I sand it, and then I paint it, and then I put some more resin on it, and then, yeah. Um, yeah. But I have the whole thing. I didn't want to bring it all in from the garage, but um, I actually, I think I said last week, when your printer is working well, you just print things. Just let it fly. So um, I was able to rifle through like everything and my print's pretty good um i did sand it a little bit with a, a palm bit. sander and then i touched up a little bit of with hand more than i usually do i'm trying to improve myself i'm trying to get better so better. i did do that last year can get better so so are we down to like an eight foot rule instead of ten now or yeah we're getting closer Eight, eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half. Okay. Um, hey, it's a, we're inching put, our way closer. It, it's gross. I've, I've been, I've been using like a UV light to cure it, um, but I feel like it. You gotta be careful with that. For yeah, don't look at it. Um, <laughs> don't don't it, have it facing you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't point. Not your point skin it either. Yeah. Point it at what you're using. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> um, and I wanted to put another coat on it and then sand it but um the sun has been battling me so i stopped doing <laughs> the it but the print came out great and the hammer side's awesome too which i was going to bring in but like i said i didn't want to bring out everything were you um, able to fit those resin pieces onto the uh pla yes. hammer piece yeah oh you have it in your hand yes. sorry i jumped so there. um <laughs> yeah there's a couple pieces that i was able to resin print because i have a resin printer thanks to john um but the the head of the hammer has this and it's not going to show up on camera but it's like all those like kind of viking details yeah like on the head of the hammer and my fdm print it came out and i was like it was just a bunch of strings (laughs) like like just literally just strings. it was like spaghetti "Ah, yeah (laughs) i'm like i'm just gonna run it as it is and and ramey's like dude cut that thing off and print it out of resin i'll model it for you and i have um, mesh mixer which is like a really cool yeah. free program for it's great i love it for cutting up files if you if it's if I the file it, isn't but made well yeah if if the file isn't made well uh you might have to cut a print up to make it fit in your printer and mesh mixer is great for that um these files actually are um uh, for Stormbreaker is is like Henry's creations or something. I'll I'll, I'll try to pull it up and give the him guy a shout from out. Spain? Yeah, it's like Henry's creation. I'll I'll look it up. Um, he's doing he's like a Spain. full rubber. Um, yeah, the guy with the arm, Winter Soldier arm. Yeah, 
Isn't yeah, he from Spain? He's from Spain. Okay. I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we'll figure it out. But um, um, his files were amazing. Like, like the the wood handle, which I'll I'll get to in a second, was like cut into perfect sizes. You just plopped it on Kira, and it was like perfect did my supports and it was like good to go and print it out it was great um but um i was able to easily take a chisel and just pop this part off my mtm print and then drop the the used mesh mixer to cut this off of the hammer drop it into what's that thing called for chi two box chi two box and um, yeah, I printed and that print part out, it. and it came out super cool. If I was a legend, I'd I'd put an LED light behind this, but that's just way too oh. for me. So, <laughs> so you're not legendary stars. No, I'm not. But the um, Groot arm is like Groot that's arm. an arm. <laughs> Had me fooled. <laughs> <laughs> His tripod. Um, <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this thing came out awesome, and I've got it all painted. Um, it's that looks, super cool. Mm. It's I not coming it. up in the light, but and then Got also <laughs> there's the little there's the little fingers that go over the hammer. I resin printed those too, so. <laughs> oh, but that's oh, separate, right? It's not on. It's not attached yet. Yeah, so it's I not they're that. outside. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting to finish once I once I do the John treatment to the hammer and the axe and everything, and just chrome it. Um, I'll plop that in, and then the fingers. Will Dude, over it. send me those pieces. Send me the chrome pieces. I'll I'll paint them. Uh, I got it. I have a whole bottle of Duralim that I got um, that I haven't even used. So, I so know it's not a Lumaluster. Whatever is cheaper. I'm on a budget. I, no, no, no. But I have a ton. I, I'll paint it for you. I I, I have. I, like, I, I, you know, I, Imperial I, Surface is I, having a sale right now. They I are. Paint it. And Sam is a really nice dude. Shout out to Sam. Uh, his paint's awesome. Hey, Sam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I no, haven't, uh, I haven't uh, jumped I'm, up to that, I'm but I, I have a whole bottle of Duralim that I need to use and I, and I want to paint it. So I thank you though. I thank you, John. I'm going to get 2k since I'm on the 2k train now. I'm get on, on that 2K. 2k. Baby steps, yes. baby steps. So yeah, you mentioned Kura, Simplify, well, shit two box, um, mesh mixer. It might seem overwhelming or, or sound overwhelming, For real. but there are some tools that you're probably going to want to get familiar with. Or at least yep. know that you're going to have to get familiar with it if you don't know what 3D printing entails to get the best result. And those are all free programs. All yes. three of those. Like yep. um, Box is for resin. That's free. Cura is for FDM prints. That's free. Mm-hmm. Mesh Mixer is free. Mesh Mixer is complicated, but you can look up YouTube videos. Tons of YouTube. You can tutorials. learn it. You can and, learn it. And, and honestly, you just... I think we've said it before too. You just have to play with stuff. Like it's trial that's how you learn. Yeah, that's how you learn. There's no like you just push play and it works and everything's gravy. So. Another one I would say is free is sometimes that like we said the STL files the files are not great. So um, I think it's Formware. Formware oh. is a free website that'll fix the file for you automatically. Oh no way! And then you can actually it makes it better for printing. Sometimes there's like you know for whatever reason the file is. Is, um, I need that. Can you send me that, Joe? Dude, <laughs> yeah. just, I need that for my Imperial Crosshair. I use it all the time. That I drop them in a chuda box and I can't size. I can't size them right for some weird reason. Formware so. fixes the file. It doesn't doesn't resize Form it. But I mean, where? if there's like a problem okay. or an error that won't print, it'll it'll yeah, fix yeah. the error. Okay. Cool. I'll I drop like it in the chat. That's all I got for the workbench. 
You know what's so funny though is like we have our stuff that we're working on for like our constant stuff, like Star Wars. We got all our all of, all of our yeah. Bad Batch stuff that we're working on. Yeah. And we have like all these like side projects. Like I've got yeah. the 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 Infinity Stones, and you got your yeah your uh, Thor Thorax and yeah. I did. Yeah. I did from a Star Wars perspective. I did get these super cool. These are like LED lights that I got, and I was going to try to light up Crosshair's Whoa. visor on the the Imperial Crosshair helmet, and I, it's just not. What not, happened? Not not doing what you wanted it it's to. Just, it's no, like it did for a second, and then I started moving it around. I don't know. I'm not. I haven't given up on it because these lights are super cool. They're. I mean, they use like watch battery. Watch batteries, yeah. so watch it's battery really technology. Profile. Yeah, I just need to figure out how to make it illuminate. So I might need to like stick it on something that like pushes the light down. I don't know. Mm. Figure it out. I remember um, Kevin Weir. He did the uh, Purge Troopers and Second Sister, and their visors were lit up. And he, I remember when Tori wore that costume, um, the visors illuminated like perfectly. And he said the same thing that they went through so many trial and error trying to get it because LED light strips, right? They're those little dots. Like we all, we all know like LED lights, like they're little dots. So just diffuse it. And that's why I got to figure out how to diffuse it. Use some saran wrap. Like put green saran wrap on it, maybe. Maybe saran wrap. Yeah. Um, or you regular could use, saran um, wrap. Foil, foam. You know the heat, heat you gun. You could use the, those. The, glue. the custom saber shop sells foam for blade making blades. You can just put that right in the same foam. Oh, like in a foam thing, and that diffuses yeah. the light, and then glue the foam to my thing. Yeah. To your face. <laughs> yeah, I'll just. Hey, I'll just, Brian. Show the show the lights again for those that are watching live right now. I'll, we got a few. I'll people. Put oh, you got live. Oh, nice. Shout out to Joe's live, live crew. Oh yeah, there you go. So imagine crew. crosshair looking like that. Okay, so just <laughs> it looks hot, like yeah. it looks like hot a, glue. Hot glue the LEDs to your forehead. It looks like Tron. Yeah, I was gonna say he's hot, he's working on his Tron Tron costume. Yeah. <laughs> this bike. Hot glue it to your forehead. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, look how cool this is. It was like five bucks on Amazon. Dude, a little. Yeah, dude, Perfect. just get the foam from the custom saber shop. It, it, you can cut it to size and it's, and it's special literally. diffusing light foam. All right, cool. It's just yeah, thin blade size See? foam. Get by yeah. with a little help from my friends. That's it. There you go. You know that that's funny because I've actually adopted, I've adopted Joe's uh, mentality when it comes to like creating things now because like uh, this. Um, what do you call it? The uh, ether. The ether. The, yeah. The whatever. What is that called? It's the reality stone. stone. Yeah, the reality stone. When I was going through that, I was like, okay, I before I even started putting it together, I already had the mentality of like, okay, this is version one. This is like version one point I'm not. I like. I'm trying to get out of this mentality of like getting it everything perfect on the first shot because mm. that's, that's that's what important. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what would frustrate me the most on on past builds. So I it's like it's like too. you already you already knew going into those LEDs 
in your mind what you wanted it to look like. So this is just your version 1.0, right? So you just yeah, got to like keep going you'll there, get and, there and then and you'll, you'll get I mean, it. It's one of those things that you're like, why am I making this? Because I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I love it. <laughs> Tori asked me that. She's like, why are you making that Stormbreaker? I'm like, because I can? Yeah. Because the printers are hanging it up. Because we do. <laughs> because we can. <laughs> well, all right, guys. That sounds like it was a good weekly workbench. Uh, I'm excited to see what you guys have next week. Uh, in the meantime, let's get into the news. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. Okay, so time for the news. Um, the uh, the Andor hype train continues. So uh, hype train. <laughs> we. If if anybody, I I know this is a, a bad batch central uh, podcast, but uh, Andor's kind of the the hot news these days. So um, I don't know if you guys saw. We got a new clip today. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, and we've got the audio here. So in this clip, we've got um, Stellan Skarsgård's character and uh, and Cassian talking in kind of like a, a cave kind of a thing. And and so I I get the impression that this is sort of the first time that they've met. Um, and I, it's got like a bit of a vibe. So, you know, Luthen, which is Stellan Skarsgård's character, he's sort of feeling out Cassian, probably about to, you know, ask him if he wants to join the rebellion. Exactly. So I think we've got the audio here, so we can take a listen real quick and then we can talk about it. I haven't watched this yet. All right. Let me go ahead and cue that up. I'm at the point where it's like they come out with trailers like every other week and you're like, that's enough. We'll watch it after this. It's really good. So which is it? I know Big Sasser game. I know you bribe quartermasters to leave valuables on the ships before they come in for scrap, but this isn't that. This isn't something that let pass. No. I went in and got these myself. How? How's that possible? It was it was sealed on the Imperial Naval Base in Steergard. Look, you got the money, I got the box. What else is there to talk about? I'll give you another thousand credits to tell me how you got it. Another thousand. Done. How? You just walk in like you belong? Takes more than that, doesn't it? What? To steal from the Empire? What do you need? A uniform, some dirty hands, and an Imperial toolkit? (laughs) They're so proud of themselves. They don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine it. Can't imagine what? That someone like me would ever get inside their house, walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear. So stay away from the uh, cafeteria after Cassian's <laughs> been there. Clearly. I have to say this, John, Don't if you it. do not build a Cassian costume, <laughs> we cannot be friends anymore. Really? Because it is like, me? I can hear, I, JB, I just, I've just known we'll you see. long enough and I've we'll heard see. you speak Spanish and I've heard you speak like Portuguese, like so much. Like it is well, like, come on. But he doesn't speak Spanish hair. or Portuguese. Oh, he's got the oh, accent though. Ma, oh, yeah. He's got um, an accent. I mean, it might, we might be able to do that. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I, I mean, I, you're, it's not you're on the list. You're pretty much there. You're pretty much there. It's Look at not on the list. You do you do the cast you do the casting and I'll do the the Lucen character. There you go. 
Well, okay. We'll we'll, we'll talk a little later. We'll, we'll see <laughs> Thank you for that clip, Ramy. So uh, one one thing of note in there. So uh, Luthen mentions Bix at the B I X at the beginning of that. And it's if you watch it with the subtitles, you kind of pick this up. So Bix is actually Bix Kayleen is the character name for uh, Adria Aronha's uh, character. So that she's I. I I don't know what part she plays, but she's one of the cast members listed, and so that's that's a reference to one of the other characters that we've seen. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, that dialogue from that you hear Cassian's talk track in that is pretty much the the um, the talk track that we've heard in the other trailers that we've seen. Um, you know, talking about the so fat and satisfied, and we've heard that in the other trailers. So, um, but but this is the scene that 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 comes from. So I thought it was really cool. All right, moving on in the news. Uh, so Disney Plus Day is September 8th. We mentioned that the other day when we looked that up. Um, they released their schedule of what's coming out that day. Crosshair can go ahead and skip most of that because he is not going to like a lot of what's on the list there. <laughs> what? Uh, what? So uh, Thor, Thor Love and... He just got tired. Thor, it got really tired. Thor Love and Thunder is, is one of the things there. Um, the only Star Wars thing of note is... Um, so we're getting... The, the making of documentary for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So uh, it's called A Jedi's Return. So that will, that'll be coming out. And I'm, I'm a little curious why they've sort of walked away from the Disney gallery branding that they had set up for The Mandalorian, but they didn't do that for Book of Boba Fett and they didn't call it that for this. Um, I felt like we were going to be seeing kind of that same documentary evolve into just covering all the Star Wars stuff, but it's not doesn't look like that's the route they're going. Um, so that will be coming on Disney Plus Day, and uh, now that that's the that Star Wars Obi Wan show is the only thing that's mentioned Star Wars on the entire list. So um, notably missing is the Bad Batch. There's no mention of it. Yeah, in addition to that, we've got um, Disney released their September uh, slate for all of the stuff that's coming out in the month of September, and uh, Bad Batch is not on there. And so, so that has caused a lot of concern around um, on the interwebs around, you know, has, has it been pushed out? Has it been, you know, delayed? What's going on? Um, have, had we ever actually been given an official date for Bad Batch? I didn't, I didn't think we had been given a date. I, I, I don't know why we thought September 28th, but I remember something. Yeah. And that's a date that I've seen mentioned as well. It's not listed for that date at this point. Um, now that said on, on the Disney plus roster, it said, and more, I still wouldn't be surprised if we get a trailer for the bad batch, um, at least somewhere in this time frame. So, although as we can tell from everything else that's coming out Andor's has got all the attention right now, so they might just be focusing on that. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't imagine that the Bad Batch would be postponed any significant amount of time. So everybody, just calm down. It's probably just you know <laughs> yeah, October planning. five or something. It's like just pushing planning. it out a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so people on the live Grogu Adventures said they had it on Disney Plus listed the twenty eighth. Okay. Um, maybe maybe at one point. So maybe they took it down. I, I mean, yeah. Well, I, if that's I, if that's the case, then it's changed because it's not on the official roster for I, September. I, I feel like they don't need to hype it. It's got its fan base already and people that are involved in it. And Andor is like an offshoot and they're probably trying to give that attention. Cause I, I mean, I can't imagine us getting two star Wars shows a week. Dude. I like that just lose my mind. I mean, yeah, it's, I just, Oh, we're going to get bad batch on Wednesday and, and or on Friday or so, whatever. So think it, about it know. from the business sense, right? If you, if you're Disney, cause it's all about money. 
Oh, yeah. What would that do? Because that's never been done with two shows coming out simultaneously. Would that increase subscriptions? Would that increase? No, we've had two shows. No. We had we had Bad Batch and we had Mando. Yeah, yeah that's true. No, but they'll probably yeah they'll they'll probably overlap. Did it overlap? It. It, yeah. you know, when's Mando coming out? That's we've not been given a date for that. I think Disney's playing it right by pushing out Andor as far as they did, because we we had a we had alluded to this. Um, a few weeks ago on the reason why they pushed it out and look mm-hmm. at what's happening now. The whole internet is talking about Hype. Game of Thrones, yep. right? Yeah. Everyone's talking about Game of Thrones. Everyone's Dragons. focused on that. Next week, they've got uh, Power of the Rings on Amazon. Ooh. Um, everyone's going to be talking about that. Good. I hear that's good. And then right after that, Andor's going to swoop in and take all the, the internet hype for that. Yeah. And if you think about it, you really only need one thing at a time because, it, and honestly, most fans, it only needs to be either Marvel or Star Wars, uh, you know, mm-hmm. unless, yeah, you're, unless you're Crosshair. But if you, as long as you've got one thing that's new <laughs> coming out at any one point in time, that's enough to keep you like, you know, eight, eight bucks or whatever it is for the month and, and you'll keep your subscription going. So if they just trickle that stuff out over time. You know, if they give us Bad Batch right after Andor's done, and then Mando right after Bad Batch is done, like they'll keep all the Star Wars people subscribed. Honestly, much, my yeah. my my educated guess has to be that Bad Batch will get pushed back. I I don't like to say it, but I think it's going to get pushed back to maybe the end of October, possibly even November, towards the end of Cassian. Because I heard a pretty solid rumor. Mando season three, which was supposed to debut at the very end of December, was now pushed back to February. I could buy that. I think if man, I think if Mando was going to be out in December, we would have been given an official date by now. Yeah, there's a lot of heat coming out from a lot of different angles. I mean that that uh, Amazon show with Lord of the Rings is supposed to be just complete fire. So. And the Game of Thrones show has been pretty good too. Pretty yeah, hot. Game of pretty hot. I mean, well, is it tarnished from the whatever? Well, no, I, I've watched I, I, two episodes, I, so I couldn't. Tell. No, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw it out with, uh, you know, yeah. just because of that. But it, it's pretty good so far. I, I would give it a chance for sure. And it'll probably end up on Hunter's hard drive eventually. So, okay, I, I feel. I mean, okay, I don't care when stuff comes out. I just feel blessed that I have so much stuff to watch. Right now, it's yeah. like to be a geek, to be a nerd, and like have all this content to just enjoy. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's so I, I I love it when those shows are on. Like I think we've talked about it before. Like I like when they don't how they don't release it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think people that have grown up with that are missing out on that anticipation of things coming out every week, and it's super fun as. This is the Dad Badge podcast as a family. Like we don't watch like like I don't watch the Bad Batch the night before and then wake up in the morning and watch my family. Like, no, I wait. Like we yeah. we go as a number one. I I go to bed or whatever. But like I we watch things as a family and we wait until if someone has something going on, we wait. John does it. But Steven's like wait. nope. <laughs> I watch it right away and then I rewatch it with the fame. Because then I can explain but stuff. Ha- like, why did that happen? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, for sure. Like Mando season two, um, the the finale of season two, when Luke Skywalker came out. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I'm glad I watched that the night before because I didn't want to be crying in front of everybody. Yeah. But <laughs> the, see, but the see, morning also, of. Or, or spoilers, I, 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 we were I don't, screaming. I don't want to watch it without them. Like, I want to watch it together because that's For like sure. something that we but share. So Sometimes I'll watch something as quick as possible just yeah. to not be spoiled because sometimes you open Instagram sure. and, like, the I first thing that pops I, up is someone like, oh, I, I thought this was lame. And, it, like, and they're I, spoiling I the exact thing. It. I don't open Instagram when new shows come out. That's why you'll never be great. Self-restrain. I'm just kidding. But, yeah. No, I mean, I I just open it to see what, you know, whatever. No. And sometimes it happens. Restraint. Self-restraint. I I have to be on social media, like, 24-7. I mean, I'm not that bad, but, yeah. I just open it up, you know. It is what it is. These are good problems to have, by the way. These are good problems. Uh, Yeah. For sure. So, and that is it for the news for the week. Awesome. Thank you for that, Ramey. Nice. Um, all right. Well, next up, we've got. Why did you make me do this? I guess you have a choice. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? My father. He go toilet on my hands. Oh my God. Urine is oh 35 God. degrees Celsius. Oh staves God. off the frostbite. How is this relevant? You know, fathers. All right. <laughs> so uh, for this week's Hunter Todd Drive, uh, we're going to do a double whammy, a double fister, a double hitter, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Um, you know, when you drink two beers, that, you know. Okay. Yes, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Okay. I didn't think I had to explain yeah. that, but okay. Um, so we're going to do Doctor Strange 2 and Thor Love and Thunder all at once. Um, yes! Both of them came out this year uh, in 2002. Uh, Love and Thunder. Is 2002? Uh, 2022, sorry. Oh. Um, my bad. That was a typo. Um Taika Waititi. Up a truck? Yeah, my neighbor <laughs> seems to be. My, my neighbor's home, guys. My neighbor's home. <laughs> okay. Just, in case you were wondering. <laughs> hey, bud. Anyway. It's far more exciting uh, than what we're about to talk about. So. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And um, Doctor Strange was directed by Sam Raimi. Also uh, came out in 2022. And um, I'm just going to say really quickly and very briefly, uh, Doctor Strange, I expected a little more horror. Um I, it didn't happen. Are you, Brian? Can you mute? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do that. All right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Doctor Strange Two. I wish it was a little more scary, but it was not terrible. Not what I expected, but it wasn't bad. And uh, Love and Thunder, I actually liked. Um, I did also expect more from it and more from Gore, uh, the God Butcher. But uh, I did enjoy it. And I'd like to know what you think, Tech. <laughs> Tell me what you thought about uh, both of those. Well, actually, like I think I think I'm with you on Doctor Strange with more horror because that's how it was kind of. I mean, it's kind of like you know, hey, I want to see a violent Batman or I want to see this, you know. And we're kind of expecting the same thing with Doctor Strange, really. Like, I mean, it was your chair. It was. There were some scary moments, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it was almost. It was tamed for like a PG thirteen audience, almost. You know, and and I think that was a little bit of a letdown. But on the entertainment side of things, man, I I mean, I'm easy to please. So of course, I'm gonna say I like it. I don't want to keep it. Um, cool. I I liked it, and and 
I mean, it, it's it's bringing in a lot of different pieces, right? So the what if side of things, it's it's bringing in all these different things that a regular fan like me, the one that didn't read all the comic books like you, can still keep up to speed with it. So uh, I think I, I didn't read all the comics. I, I read some comics, so yeah, I, I don't want to sound like uh, I don't want. Well, some is more than what I read, which is none, right? right and so and so for storytelling, I mean, which is. I mean, these are audiences that that most people didn't watch, you know, didn't read any comic book. They're just kind of like walking into it because they like Iron Man or they like Hulk or these recognizable characters. Sure. It was told at a level that somebody like me could understand, and so I, I appreciated that. Um, I, I thought it was great storytelling just to see all those different pieces, and then the the multiverse it kind of explained a little bit more, and and you could just it blew my mind that you can go anywhere. This movie kind of proved, besides what if, you can go anywhere. You can literally go anywhere. Um, you can tie any universe together. There's really no boundaries to it all. So I thought that was kind of cool because it just opens up more opportunity to tell more stories. Yeah. And what about uh, Love and Thunder? I, I liked it too. Um, I thought it was a little quirky. I mean, it kind of mimics the director's style. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But 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 I liked it. And anytime the Guardians are in, I'm down. Like I, I'm a huge Guardians fan. And I was grateful just to get the little bit I got. I'd like to see more. It was brief, um, but it, it, it was good. Nice and sweet. It, whatever, whenever they're there, it's instant like laughter. And then I would have liked to see more. But it's not about them. It's about Thor. So right. um, I, th I thought it was good. And then the kids. When the kids came out, oh, my gosh, dude. I, was, I thought that was a highlight of the movie. For me, watching the kids just go off. And get all this power and energy to start wailing on the enemy. I thought that was so rad. So I'm down. Right on. All right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Um, Steven, what did you think of both of those films? Okay. So Doctor Strange, um, this is, I, I first of all, I, I loved I loved the movie. I love what we got. I'm, I'm, if I had to give it like a rating, I would rate it like a, an 8 I mean, out of 10. You don't have to. Okay, cool. But, but. But. And I don't want to validate anything that Crosshair has been saying, okay? Oh, dude, ignore him. I, don't even worry about it. It's he's fine. smiling. You, you say what you want to say. I, don't I pay I pay a lot of attention to these movies, anything that, you know, whether it's Star Wars or... Um, you know, Star Trek or, or uh, Marvel movies or anything like that. I, I pay a lot of attention to the production of it. Good. And there there was something that, that Brian Good. said last week that these are, are COVID era movies. Okay. So let the hate hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You know, there was there was a lot of pre-production material that was coming out for Dr. Strange where um, the original director had signed on um, from Dr. Strange one. And he was going to, mm -hmm. like you guys said, he was going to make this Marvel's first true horror movie. Um, and then he left the production due to creative differences. They left on good terms. Um, but when Sam Raimi came in, he did his thing. Originally, the villain for the movie was going to be Nightmare. And there's even scenes that ended up in the movie that almost reference him, but they completely took him out and they just made Wanda the villain. So, I mean, I mean I'm okay with that, but knowing that, it was just, it was, it left me, 
wanting it. Now, Marvel's very smart. I'm sure they're not just going to completely scrap him. There had to have been a good reason they took him out of, of the movie for now. And then there was this other thing with Doctor Strange where, you know, the Illuminati, which I loved. Mm-hmm. There was an interview with... Um, um, what's her name? Wanda. Uh, the actress that played Wanda. Man, I'm really bad with these names. <laughs> Um, I'm worse. Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. Thank you. Thank you. There was an interview where they asked her, what was it like to work with John John Krasinski? And she said, oh, I've never met him before. Yeah. And and then there was an interview with um, the actor that played Black Bolt. And they, you know, they, they said, what was it like to wear the costume again? And he said, oh, I didn't wear the costume. It was just all digital. So then I did a little more research on it. And it turns out the entire Illuminati filmed their scenes separately and nobody knew who was going to be in the movie. Nobody knew who was sitting next to each other. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen didn't even know who she was killing in whatever scene. They just said, Oh, pretend like you're lifting somebody. Just wave your hands. It was all editing. Right. And so for me that, I mean, you know, these editors and these, and, and these post-production people are just, are absolute geniuses and artists on, on, on their craft and what they do. But in, you know, the end result for me, it just felt a little flat, flatter than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. You know, but. Do you think flat or forced? Like they're trying to push something? Or? Like they didn't uh, it, no, it. definitely, definitely a little flat. Like they missed. And, yeah. Uh, mm. And I don't know if that's just because my expectations were so high or if that's because of the end result, the way it, it ended up. Ultimately, for what we got, I I, I like it. Um, you know, Kevin Feige and and the Marvel team are very smart. It it this movie almost reminds me of Iron Man two, because Iron Man two was the original first movie of the phases, the quote unquote right. phases. And so, like, if you think back to Iron Man two, it was not a solid movie, but they gave us a little bit, right? They were I feeding us it. a little a little of the breadcrumbs to to go into this whole infinity stone thing sure um Dude, I love and, I, and i too. and i kind of feel like <laughs> i kind of feel like dr strange is that it's the first movie that's giving us the first building block to to the multiverse so it's I'm a not necessary to, stepping stone yeah I'm, I'm and i'm not and so i'm not trying to judge it too harshly based on that because who knows you know like at the end of the multiverse saga, we might look back and be like, oh, my God, this meant that and this meant that. And this means, you know, it, I, so I can't judge it on, on those merits. But um, I, I thought it was a good movie. Um, they would do that, that scene when uh, Scarlet Witch is coming out of the gong. That that freaked me. That was like classic Sam Raimi right there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. right on. And uh, what about Love and Thunder? <laughs> Again, I don't like to validate too much of what of what Brian says. You have I mean, done it, well. <laughs> it's only these two films that he probably doesn't didn't enjoy much. So it's not you know. It, so I, far, I yeah. Let, let me let me let me just we'll real get quickly there. before we'll you get, go into that. Okay. Sure. This is. I, I feel hey, this bad. This is I, my time. On, this is my time. I, I know. I, I shit on. I this shit is on my time. I, okay, go ahead. You shouldn't though. 
I'll tell you that. I know. I was, I was trying to. I was trying to. This is my time. Thank you. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah. Save your apologies, Brian. We'll get there. Save your hate. All right, go ahead. Um, Sorry, I, I, it for me. I love the movie. I love all the jokes. I, I really did love everything about this movie. The only, the only critique that I have of it is that it felt like it was too much of of Taika. Um, I love his. I love all his other projects that he does. Um, like our 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 banner, our our flag means death. Um. Mm-hmm. You know all his, all the sure. vampire stuff that he does too. I, so I love all of his his stuff and I love his humor. This one just felt like the producers gave him too much creative freedom. Was there is there is an example? I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. But is there like something that you saw? They were like, oh, I could have probably maybe not spent so much time in that and just kind of moved on and got to the point. Is there it, anything it just, that stands out? Or? It just felt like it was just so many of his jokes so many of his one-liners and his and his mm-hmm. you know quick quick punches Quips and jokes yeah. yeah um for me for me the movie didn't really start to feel like a thor movie until jane foster was in the hospital which is mm-hmm. pretty much towards the end um so maybe i i i heard that the movie got cut down about half an hour oh like like right before release Writer's so maybe cut. Maybe that's what, you know, maybe they, they cut some stuff out, some serious stuff, but Could be. I liked it. I mean, I would watch it again. Cool. Well, right on. Thank you, Stephen. I'd uh, save it. Like I'd it. save it to the hard drive. You'd save it? Okay, cool. Uh, Raimi. Well, it's coming out on Disney Plus on Disney Plus. Yeah, Day. September 8th. Yeah, it'll Is be out true? on uh, Disney Plus. Pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, along with uh, a making of documentary, that which will be new for all of us, so. I'm sure. Let me know when you watch it. Crosshairs looking for it. Okay, so I'll start. I'll start with Love and Thunder, in by saying that I have not seen it. So it, when oh. when it came out in the theater, it was we were we were busy. We were moving. It was not not a good time for us to make it to the theater. Um, so I did. I have seen Doctor Strange too, though. So um, uh, I I kind of <laughs> am, am there with with Stephen and Crosshair a little bit here. Um, so I have always. Oh, I haven't gone yet. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, but we almost oh, so you're, already predicted. So yeah, you're going to come on and say you loved it? Okay, great. That, uh, surprise. <laughs> so I, I have never done good with them taking a character or something that I liked and doing something with it that was just not like, like and making me want to not like it. So I was not a fan of Wanda being the bad guy. Because I like I like her character and her story up until this point, and I was uncomfortable seeing her be someone that the movie was framing up for us to consider a villain. And I'm sure that that's intentional to like you know to show her the tragedy of of you know her story and everything like that. But I just personally I've just never enjoyed watching things where where the hero dies or or like where there's like major major consequences like that. So I you know I want I want entertainment to take me out of the bad things that happen in the real world, not to, um, right. not to hit me in the face with them. So I wasn't a fan of Wanda being the bad guy. Um, that said, I, I look at these, like I look at even star Wars movies. Um, like it's like a, you asked me like, well, what's your favorite star Wars movie or which, which one do you like the least? I don't look at it that way. They're all just different chapters or different parts of one big overarching story. Um, so which kid do you love the least? Right. <laughs> right. Which kid do you love the most? Right. So, and, and yet, and yet the, the kid, it's all one family. And so you love your family. Um, so, you know, I, 
I didn't I didn't care for um I didn't care for this Doctor Strange, but I'm curious to see how it fits into the overarching stories, how this sets the stage. I do think that they did a good job dovetailing off of the multiverse stuff that we saw in Spider-Man and kind of gave it more gave, they gave you more of an understanding of that, and I think that's going to be important as other movies come down the line. So, um so for for that I thought I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah, and I think it was more to because a lot of these new movies are doing like the passing of the torch to the younger, the younger version or the younger counterpart of yeah. the, the main character. So uh, for Doctor Strange, I feel like they, uh, you know, it was a, a America Chavez introduction and how she can travel through the mer- yeah, multiverse. Yeah, and I and, and like, I liked her. I thought she was young. great. Yeah, how, how do you pronounce her name? Sochil Gomez. No, the actress. The the name is the actress. Yeah. Okay. However you pronounce X, it's pretty hard. It's yeah, I, I can't pronounce it's it. Sound? Uh, but I, I like her too. And same with um, Love and Thunder. They did the, the you know with uh, the actress was it was Gore's daughter, but it was uh, Chris Helmsworth's daughter who was the uh, love quote unquote. That was super cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Oh, you like that? His son was in the movie too. His son was Thor, young Thor. Oh yeah, he was. You're right. The in, in the sequence, yeah, uh-huh. the montage. That's cool. Montage. Like All right. Well, that. thank you, Raimi. I appreciate yeah. that. All right, Crosshair. Let's get down to business. Let's let's okay. tell tell me what you thought about first Doctor Stretch. Strange, and then and then we'll do so, Love and Thunder. Doctor Strange, obviously. I'm. Hold on. I'm gonna apologize for last week. Peacemaker, I think, was well made. Uh-huh. It wasn't for me. Mm. I actually really like John Cena. I think he's charming AF. He's like The Rock. Like, how can you not like him? Um, I thought it was well-made. wasn't for me. DC's not my thing. Whatever. Hater. There you go. Thank you. I apologize, John Cena. Apologize to the people that produced it. Um, let me know when Polka Dot Man 2 comes out. And tell me how <laughs> Dude, you know. he's um, gone, bro. Okay, he's gone. so Confetti. Doctor Strange. It could be a prequel for the Polka Dot Man. Yeah, sure. Just saying. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him. Uh, Ca- that Cassian? actor is... Cassian? Right. Cassian? I mean, come on. Um... Um, Doctor Strange. So that was the first, and I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna just preface all of this with like my. I guess you'll call it hate. Comes from disappointment. Go ahead, Stephen. Keep keep doing it. Um, it comes. It comes from disappointment because like we went. You know, we we only had the TV shows, which I actually I really liked. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. What came before that? WandaVision. Drawn a blank because it's WandaVision. Loki. I loved Wanda. Loved WandaVision. Loved Loki. Loki. Loved um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Loved Moon Knight. Moon Knight. You loved Miss Marvel, I right? All of that. Uh, yeah. um, we'll talk about that later. Um, but um, Doctor Strange. So Doctor Strange was like the first like movie that came out, and like we had moved to the East Coast, and you know we had our favorite movie theater at home, and we would watch in California that we would watch, and we like found the theater that was a cool bot tickets got there and 30 minutes into it and i blocked out so much of the movie because it just left me so underwhelmed and disappointed that i don't recall exactly the things but i'm gonna go back to what i said last time covid era movies hollywood is restricted as to what they can do it's so much cgi um they're rushing to tell stories they're rushing to throw things in. I mean, hearing Steven kind of give it his 
ideas leads me to believe when you think about it, you're like, wait, we went from this epic story to these kind of rushed things. I mean, half hour in, my family and I looked at each other and we were like, what is this? And I do understand that there are comic book details that are deeper, that are over my head. Um, but I usually, you know, John's, John, you're usually really no, no, good no, at but that. Not necessarily um, comic book stuff, but I don't know if you guys watched all the what if stuff. Like that ties in too. I did. You know? Yeah. I okay. did. All I right. did. And, and and what if was awesome. Um, I just felt, I think what Raimi said with like Wanda being, the characters didn't seem like themselves. Hmm. Like at all. They seemed like different characters. But, you know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Without people coming at me with hate or whatever, like the girl character with the lightning bolt on her back, I, I don't know. I just, I, I would have loved to have seen a young girl like that. And that I just, it just seemed so, Marvel is so detailed, deep, and intense with their storytelling. And that just seemed so basic. Here's a girl with a denim jacket with a, oh no, it was a star. A star. Okay. Like I, I just yeah. didn't, I, I just, it didn't, it, but that's the character though that's the character i understand that you can go back and pull from comics but also guess what when you pull back and go look in comics they all had tights on all of them yeah did they all have spider-man still does did 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 captain america have tights on did you know i'm just saying well well, they're updated to our modern era uh, you know she's not what do you mean she's not she's she's wearing a a denim jacket What's wrong with the denim jacket? I was, we all, I was we all own a denim jacket or vest. I, I'm I sure. was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed. Right. And then Thor, so that one's more fresh on my mind. <laughs> um, do you guys have you seen the movie Wayne's World? Mm-hmm. Yes, we've all seen Wayne's World, right? Okay, so remember when they're like, it feels like they really only like put it in there because it's. You know, like they're getting paid or something. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a Guns N' Roses song. Here's a Guns N' Roses song. Here's another Guns N' Roses song. Oh, oh this on. guy's name's they Axel. Have to pay to, oh, there's a. Po- they have to pay to but, use those songs. Yeah, they get paid. Not does Marvel? Only that, does Marvel? But but they there was a theme in 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 the pre, in Ragnarok too. It was mostly Led Zeppelin. I mean, yeah, they also had an awesome soundtrack too. So there's no and no soundtrack the for the Led- new one. They played the same Led Zeppelin. It was completely underwhelming. Go back and listen, listen to Ragnarok, and then listen to Love and Thunder, and you tell me well, it's that even just close means you like Led Zeppelin more than GNR. That's all it's telling me. No, I love them both. I love them both. I didn't hear the whole Ta- catalog. Taika of Led did Zeppelin. say that he, when he was writing the 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 screenplay, when he was writing it, he had GNR so in his mind. So that that's that's fine. I didn't need. Eight songs. The guy's name to be Axel. The poster in the background. The, right. I mentioned him. Wayne's too. World. Okay. That's Wayne's fair. World. It was too much. Number two. <laughs> and to go back to what I said about Doctor Strange, I went into Thor going, "Oh God, this has got to be better than Doctor Strange too. It's Taika. This is awesome. Same thing. Thirty minutes in, I was like, "What's going on?" Um, Russell Crowe. Character was awesome. How many times did he need to say orgy? Yeah. A lot. It goes along with us, Steven, saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Korg, by far one of my favorite characters in all of Marvel. How many times did he have to repeat the freaky joke? That's freaky. 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 He said it 20 <laughs> times. <It was> like, <laughs> okay. Like, the joy of it in the first one was like, 
it's a circle, not like a normal circle, like a freaky deaky circle. And it was <laughs> hilarious. They used it 20 times in this. Um, it was rushed. So much CGI. Did not feel... Thor talking to hit the, the hammer and the storm... Break. Dude, that was your favorite part. Come on. You love the sweet nothings whispered into uh, Stormbreaker's uh, just, hammer. Dude, honestly, all of this <laughs> comes from disappointment. It just comes from disappointment from what I thought was going to be amazing. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail, too, but there were things that happened in previous Marvel movies that they basically rewrote in this one to fit some sort of social narrative. So, mm. there you go. Mm. That might get me in trouble, but right, whatever. Well, I appreciate so. the uh, the blunt honesty on uh, <laughs> if you like the films or not. So, that's it. <laughs> that's it for Hunter's Hard Drive. Apparently, you're not keeping it. on. You're, you're deleting it, I assume. So I mean, I'll try to watch it when it comes on Disney Plus no, again, but I don't know. Right. I probably Anyway. Won't. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Take it away, Steven. So that actually, that, that that leads me into a question that I have for you guys. What what do you guys think about Taika taking over a Star Wars movie? So he's actually writing it and producing. I still have faith in him, and I believe he can do Star Wars justice. I just feel like until we get out of this phase of when they were making. There's a reason why these movies are so much CGI. They're rushed. They're because they're restricted as to far as what they can do. So I would say honestly, like Prey is probably one of the best COVID era movies that has come out. And that movie's not great, but it's good. Like that has been produced and made under these like there's a whole laundry list and that this goes into society that we can go in down to that. Like that we let me need to, but this just, you know, let me ask this. And, and I, for our listeners might remember, I still haven't seen prey. Um, oh, was it, yes. so how big was the cast? Fair, fairly, fairly limited Probably number. 10, of yeah. 10 okay. people or so. Yeah. And yeah. was it filmed maybe on 15? Was it filmed yeah. in a location as opposed to on a yes. studio? Okay, absolutely. So, was so you've location. got a you've got a small number of people and you've got a location. So you can ba- you basically built in quarantine those people. So even during COVID, the conditions of filming that aren't really any different than they would have been had it not been had they not had the restrictions because those folks are off on a location together while they're filming. Small number of people, not a lot of people coming in and out. So in that right. example, yeah, there probably was production was probably very normal on that one. And I'll say that the productions that uh, that the kids work on, like they're still testing, like they still have to go test the day before. And my 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 daughter, my youngest, went down and for a test today. I had to drive all the way down to, to L.A. for a test, and uh, they got there and they're like, "Oh, you didn't get the? They canceled your part. You're not." You, <laughs> so they drove all the way down there. At least they got they got paid to do the round trip at least. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. It's still it's still. I have not seen, for as much as the rest of the world seems to be trying to get back to kind of doing its thing, I, I have not seen the production stuff change from from our side. It's it's still the same same process behind the scenes as far as all the COVID procedures. I have faith Taika can do a good job. And then just to backpedal real quick, the the actress that plays Valkyrie, I love her. She's great. 
she was cool in in Love and Thunder too. Tessa Thompson. To say Tessa, Tessa Thompson. To say something. I think he's going to be fine because positive. of what we saw in The Mandalorian. He did a great job. With That's true. Yeah. What, um, yeah. Which yeah. episode was it in season one? Yeah. It was. Um, when he puts Natalie Portman in it, it'll be great. <laughs> he's like, you should be in one of these Star Wars films. She's like, but, he, but we've already seen him with Star Wars, and it's been great. I have no complaints from really any of the directors for Mandalorian. So my my only concern is that he says know, freaky what, in it, <laughs> like when, five when he, times when he came in to do Star Wars. He was directing something that somebody else wrote. Right when he came in, when he came into Marvel with Ragnarok. He was a new director coming into an established world, whereas with Love and Thunder, he was given complete free reign. Free reign, yep. Um, so, and with the same thing with but this new Star difference. Wars movie, right. with with this new Star Wars movie that's coming out, he's been given complete free reign. So I don't know. It, it's just you know, I'm just marking it. Think about, You're marking yep. it right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's kind of I, I get it. Um, it's it's kind of understood like when you see go back to the original movies right when you have Frank Oz that one is com- it's different it just hits different right um, compared to you know George or whoever else you know like there's always this this style and, and flavor to it and it's definitely pulling people in it's just it's just not it's not crosshairs taste <laughs> it's not his <laughs> it's not his cup of tea dude Mo- Moon Knight Moon Knight was yeah. Don't 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 jump the gun, buddy. Uh, ne- next week's Hunter's Hard Drive. It. I'm on. Okay, I'm watching, you're watching uh, it. I'm well, I'm, I'll I'm announce it now, three. so people maybe want to watch it too. They can. Uh, so next week is going to be uh, Moon Knight, another doubleheader, double whammy, uh, Moon Knight Ooh. and Miss Marvel together. Uh, and guys, if you didn't watch one or the other, that's fine. Try try to watch one of them at least, or just a little bit. I'll have bit one, of one done. I'll have Moon Knight done. I, I'm, I'm cool. into that one right now. I had my headphones off. Which was that? Nothing, nothing, buddy. Look over there. He's born again. It. I can't watch anything. So, Do so a back, flip. back to the, uh, the I, in Natalie Portman joke that that was made. So, so she was doing an interview for somebody. She was she was talking about her experience on Love and Thunder, and she said that that Taika was talking to her, and and he said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm working on this Star Wars thing. Have you ever considered be doing a part in Star Wars?" And she's, she's like, like, and she's like, um. Yeah, I have, have seen episodes actually. one, two, and three. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what that says. The other thing, though, Darth Vader's girlfriend. Lucasfilm has what's mm-hmm. called the story group, so they've got a group, and everything has to go through them before it gets approved and on screen. So I think that is Lucasfilm's sort of um, safety net that nothing gets produced that's not going to meet up with the overall aesthetic of Star Wars. So. Yeah, imagine that. Jeez. Yeah, he's got a. Well, the last thing I want the last thing I want to hear is that Taika is just another director on the hit list of of Lucasfilm. So <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. But anyway, um, that was a good one, guys. Thank you, John, for that. I'm looking forward to next week's. You got it. That's enough, Brian. I'm, I'm sorry. That's enough of I'm you. So disappointed. Sorry. Cut it's it not out. you. It's me. All right, guys. Let's get into this. For your information, the stinger of a Yalvik queen is a delicacy on some planets. So I asked the question, or I asked for help from the audience today, and I got quite a bit of things to ask this group. And then I realized, listen, when listening to the last time I did this, 
I didn't answer myself. I just posed the question <laughs> to you all. You did. That's true. I didn't know that. It was it was my wife that said, Joe, you know, didn't you, didn't, realize. you didn't answer I any meant questions. To, I meant to call that out. Well, I guess no one did. <laughs> you know, well, you guys did, but I didn't. So I'll go ahead and go first on this first question, which is. How many questions are you can, asking? Uh, to be as determined. many as he wants. Okay. One, we'll start with one, but, and then I'll go off of Stephen's cue. He'll say, okay. he'll do that that producer thing. You know, you're there. Wrap it up, B. Yeah. Wrap it, it up. Spread it out. All right. Spread it out. Condense it. Condense it. All right. So <laughs> the first question came from Brent Hobart. Um, are all the kids, because we are the dad batch, are all the kids into Star Wars like the dads, right? And I know, uh, John, your, your little one is tiny. Yeah. But, so my, you know, my, my kid is only three. Um, and she's into it. Uh, like she has her own toy Darksaber, which she actually loves. And she uh, totally... She totally plays with me and the and these uh, NeoPixel sabers. We we light them up and turn the lights off and we go ham, and she loves them. Um, she's not super into the shows or the movies yet, just because she's into her own little like cartoon, uh, you know, little kid cartoon. Well, she's three, right? She's, she's three, tiny. so she's yeah, she's not yeah. ready for you know blasters and and hands being cut off and stuff like that. But uh, she does love <laughs> she does burnt. love the lightsabers. So um, yeah. So I, I would say she's into it as much as that because when she sees it, she flips out. So yes, yes. And then I guess we could go up to ages because Stephen, you'd be next, right? With uh, your your two little ones. So my okay. So my five year old, I might have made a mistake because <laughs> wait 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 um, wait. There's no mistakes with Star Wars. Well, so from the from literally forty five minutes from from being birthed, he was wearing a costume, a Jawa costume. <laughs> this is true. That. <laughs> That Raimi made for him, actually. I yeah. remember the pictures. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Forty-five minutes after he was he was born, Raimi and I put a a Jawa costume on him. Wait. So. Was he still covered in slime? That 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 kind of just fresh birth. Off. We we made just the costume off. in such a way that it could actually be laid o- over him and not actually put on him. That so that he would. Still, but he looked like a little child. It was cutest Jawa ever. Literally from the from the first hour he was born, I've been trying to I've been trying to force Star Wars onto him. I've recently kind of uh, pulled back a little bit because he's been really into Spider Man and and, uh, mm. and Marvel stuff. Um, and and I once I saw the initial resistance of him not wanting to do what I'm trying to force on him with Star Wars stuff and go to his own stuff, I I pulled way back. So that he doesn't uh, um, reject you know, it. Uh, uh, yeah, re- reject it. So you know, as Good. of right now, as of right now, he he loves Bad Batch because he sees you know he, 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 yeah, he sees you know he'll he'll say oh Tag. dad it's you you know yeah um, that's the uh, best and he actually he knows the, the the four of you guys he will call the characters on the TV y- you you know oh. and, and vice versa. Um, so he identifies Star Wars like that. Now, my younger son, who's uh, two, who's a byproduct of this entire pullback of Star Wars, uh, he's kind of like, he'll come into my office and he'll just point at things and say, Boba Fett, Darth Vader. And, and he's doing this on his own. Intelligent. So, so I'm, I'm thinking that if I don't, if I, if I keep it away from him until... A later age maybe he's going to be like oh what's this really cool thing that dad's into that that he keeps away from me 
right? Mm. So that's I'm gonna kind of experiment with this kid on that that way. Reverse psychology. That that way with what? Yeah. Try a um, different approach. You have two kids, right? So one approach. Yeah. Eh, let's try it again with a different way, right? Exactly. Your... Yeah. But that's I, good I mean, on you, though. I mean, as a dad, as a parent, I should say, not just as a dad, but there's a balance because you, you get excited with things and there's things, maybe it's sports or maybe it's, you know, for us, it's Star Wars and this nerd culture. It, there's a balance with introducing it to them, yes, making it accessible to them. But the excitement, you can't force the excitement. You right. can't force the 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 feeling that we have. So it's it's touchy, right? It's there. I think uh, the, the excitement's there. You know, I mean, they have all the costumes. I've made them costumes already. They've gone to to see it in the, in the theater and stuff. Um, so it's there. It's just I don't want to overdo it. So yeah, a little smart. bit, a little bit at a time. Let them dig into it. Baby steps. Yeah. And then and then Ramy with with your six, the range is really broad. So like, what what is how is Star Wars for for your family? Yeah. So for for us, the biggest thing throughout most of their lives has been the costuming. Um, and so like my oldest now twenty two, all grown up, married. Um, she had multiple costumes when she was, you know, when I was getting into trooping, she was right there at that age where she kind of wanted to come and do things with me. Um, she, we had, uh, she had a Sabine Wren costume. So that was, and, and she wore that and she came to as many troops as I did, you know, during that time period, Brian remembers he, he was there. So he's seen it. Um, and then, uh, and we made her a Jyn Erso costume that we took over with us to uh, celebration London. And she was like, she, like the camera crew, like grabbed her and they're like filming because nobody else had, like, it was the one with the gunner, like the gunner looking costume on the ground crew. Oh, nice. nice. Um, and, uh, and then, and so then my next, my next one down, you know, she, we were, we went to Celebration Anaheim and I had just gotten approved in the Legion. So, um, in fact, the Monday before Celebration started, I got my approval letter. So that was the beginning of my, my journey with the Legion. Sorry, the cat's doing something. Nice. I'm making me nervous. Um, and so, so we get into to celebration, and uh, and they had the, the the first, sorry, the Force Awakens costumes on display. And my my uh, my one daughter's now 17. She saw the Ray costume, just fell in love with it. And so then by Comic Con, she she had made the Ray, she we'd made her the Ray costume. And uh, as a as a result of like this, she was eight at the time. Like this eight year old girl who had made this costume was so excited about this character. Nobody knew anything about. The Lucasfilm people thought that was so cool. They were talking about her and everything. And they made they they arranged it so that uh, she got to meet Daisy Ridley at at the convention. So that was cool. That's awesome. Um, That's rad. Next ones down there. There are uh, there are unofficial twins. They're they're exactly a year apart. But but those two, they're they're the the ones that would rock the Jawa costumes. So we would go to WonderCon or Comic Con, and they would go we'll go in with their Jawa costumes, and they would just ransack the place. One, at one of the WonderCons, they caused such a disruption that the WonderCon people gave us an empty booth to put them in because they were they were just like they were stopping traffic. They're like, we need you to move in. Like here, here's a booth. Have at it. And they said, too many people want to stop and take photos and just yeah, because they were running around and they were like they came home from that with so much free stuff that they just basically <laughs> stole. And the the vendors had the, the vendors didn't know what to do. They're just like, okay, whatever. We took a picture with these Jawas. It was cool. That was it. They didn't care. Dude, those days were so fun. And then those were so fun. Yeah, and then the younger two, like they, they've got you know, they're about a year apart. You know, son and son's the older one, and the youngest one's a daughter. Um, they've got like a little Han and Leia outfit that they would wear, and and now they're kind of, 
I think the only thing left that they fit because they've all kind of grown grown through the years. Um, the Jawa costumes kind of get passed down. And so I think that's probably all I've got left that fits the little ones. But uh, but it's it's always been part of it. My, my wife enjoys it and she comes and helps us wrangle the, the kids when, when they're running around doing their thing. And, and, uh, you know, every, everybody's usually wearing a, wearing a star Wars shirt, you know, any day of the week, not, not just me. So yeah, definitely all into it. Cool. Thank- and then, uh, Brian is, is Levi always been a star Wars, like she raised in star Wars culture or was it something that she yeah, yeah, for the fell into part. herself? And it was when I joined the Legion in six or seven years ago. So she was seven. Like that was like the age, right? Where you yeah. start kind of hitting it. But yeah, she was, you know, when I joined the Legion and then, and then, um, you know, we got her a Jawa costume. Yep. She's one of the Jawas. Based off of, and did like, you know, we, at one time, I don't know, it was like eight or 10 kids we had that were just a gang that <laughs> were part of the WonderCon. I mean, they, yeah, the kids. Yep. Gang we of talked, Jawas. I think last week we talked about like Chewbacca, like, oh, when Chewbacca's there. Yeah, like when there's a gang of little kids that are Jawas, yeah, forget like everything else. Um, they rule. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just like I said earlier, like we, when the shows come out, like we watch as a family. Like everybody mm. gets together, yeah. we watch. And like, you know, those those days are super cool. So it's always nice when we have shows and stuff that's coming out because it's, it's fun. I don't know. I, that's like, it's like the one thing I get like a lot of joy from all this from is, is, having that excitement all together that it's like something that we do yeah so that's beyond just the kids you know like my wife too it's always it's special family like time it. yeah super yeah total family time yeah yeah, yeah i think sure. i think for me um obviously the ot was was what got me to love it but then there was this long decades gap of nothing and then all of a sudden then the prequels came out again pre-kids Late 90s, prequels come out. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's different, CGI, whatever. But I would say um, once my kids were born and they started getting to the age where they could watch the movies, it was a really interesting thing to introduce them to the movies from their perspective because like, what I thought was cool is totally different from what they thought was cool. <laughs> You're looking at like just the shininess of, the, of C-3PO, not knowing or caring that he has a name, but just, oh, it's shiny. It's a shiny robot. You know, it's just, it's so simple. And I kind of forget that as an adult, you kind of forget the simplicity of Star Wars and how like fascinating it is for, for a kid who maybe watches cartoons or puppets or whatever. But now all of a sudden here's this space odyssey and they're like, well, how do I even absorb this all? But then I think the pivotal moment for me that got me really into Star Wars, because I was kind of that, that old mindset of Vader is a villain and he is only a villain. And it wasn't until my boys introduced me to Clone Wars because Clone Wars had been out for a while and I watched the movie at the theater and I'm looking at Ahsoka for the first time and I'm confused. I was one of those people that sat in the movie theater saying, this is a cartoon. I know it's a cartoon because I paid for the ticket, but this is like different. Ahsoka, what is going on here? And so now I'm being introduced to, to Filoni really, right? And talk about different directors and taking things in a different direction. Like Filoni started taking things in a different direction with, you know, an understanding that this is George Lucas's brainchild, like baby. Right. So so there's that. I didn't know any of that stuff going on in the background. In my mind, I'm still thinking O.T., Frank Oz, Empire Strikes Back. 
okay, we got this sort of weird episode one, two, three's kind of cool, but man, this Anakin guy's annoying. Vader's a badass. You know, it was just, it, that, was, that was my mindset. So I'm being totally vulnerable here. And sorry if I'm making people mad, but that I was just trying to figure it all out. And I would say it was my boys that kind of rescued me by saying, watch the Clone Wars, dad. Just sit down and watch it. And it had already been out. I was deploying in the military. I was gone a lot. I missed a lot of their, I don't want to go sad. I missed a lot of their upbringing. But the things that we would connect on is Star Wars. And so I would sit down and watch the Clone Wars. And they would say, okay, yeah, this is kind of a filler, but just get past it. Okay, now watch this arc. And I'm like, an arc? What's going on here? Started watching the arcs. Oh, that's cool. That's different. And I'm starting to look at Anakin season by season with a different lens. Like, this guy is likable. Like, and he's suffering. And why doesn't Obi-Wan help him? Like, what? Obi-Wan, like, and I'm starting to kind of see this from a totally different lens. And then it really hit when I saw episode four, or actually episode one, two, and three again. And I'm like, okay, now this all makes sense. And now when I see Vader in the dark suit, I see Anakin suffering. I don't see the same Vader I did growing up. Like, and, and it was my boys that helped me appreciate that. And then re with Rebels, I'm like, they're like, hey, just burn through that first season, get through that first season, understand its character development, but watch the story. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then this, this season ending of season two, and, and I'm like, oh my God, Ahsoka and Vader. And it's just so much good storytelling. So good. And right when I, I would say when I finished um, season six of Clone Wars, after like watching it numerous times, I really appreciated it after the, the that one time, and then watching Rebels again, I'm like, man, I am not judging this at all anymore. Like, I'll still have like my favorites and kind of rank them a little bit, but I'm just going to absorb it all now because I think what I might hate today, I might appreciate in 10 years, you know, or longer. Maybe I have grandkids that will probably illuminate and give me some light to, oh, now I appreciate this piece, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of... Just like Doctor Strange, too. <laughs> in 10 years, you'll love it. So what you're saying is the circle is now complete. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of rambling right now, but sorry. Um, I, I just yeah, want to say that, awesome. that I think that's, that's what my boys did for me in Star Wars. So, yeah. I mean, that's I like you that. pretty much sealed the deal on that whole segment. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, Joe, for starting it and buttoning up do we have any questions we can answer in quickly yeah, yeah like in, in 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> yeah super fast super lightning let's call it lightning round all right any tips Pick on a mellow one any any tips on how to be comfortable in armor for long periods of time go wear it <laughs> cut the uh the the undercuts on the thighs no 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 you know what um where bring tylenol with you like start like pop yeah. tylenol before you go or or some Take sort of rests <laughs> when necessary drink a lot of water no for drink real eat foam? don't forget to eat foam yeah i mean no i mean yeah you get armor. i wore darth vader for seven hours yeah in the hottest you, you week tough of, it out. of comic-con ever you gotta <laughs> so. tough it out just make sure to stay hydrated and eat your eat your yeah. uh yeah food drink and, drink water and, and, for and sure. rest if you for have sure. to take your helmet off and rest yes if you have one yeah yeah vaders are always sitting down okay not me mr vader practice so practice is a good one yeah. Wear, wear, wear the costume. It. that's why i said wear it wear yeah, it wear the costume at home for as long as you can and just figure out Figure out what movements that you can do. Pinching. 
um, mm-hmm. right? Like little. Here's, here's something I'll say that's positive, and that like interact with people, be engaged, like that play the part distracts you from going. Oh, my back hurts, or yeah. from whatever. Like it's Ooh, more that's fun. A- yeah painful that's what keeps me going when i'm invader and i've been in it for two hours and my that's great advice just like i just try to talk to people as much as i can i've seen some people troop and they're kind of like off not not off by themselves but they're kind of not engaging and man i have fun engaging dude i want to get in front of as many people Mm -hmm. as i can because it's fun right why we have it on all right and then one last one super fast really quick do you think crosshair will be redeemed yes the same answer of as does he have his chip still no and no yes john is saying no roll roll the credits no chip no <laughs> redemption he's gonna die he might i i assume he'll, Sad he's gonna be redeemed, redeemed as hating for two somehow yes i agree with second. john i agree with john really vader redemption vader redemption yeah he's like, gonna save like omega and then die yeah oh but he already saved her once remember off the boat he did the, uh, well he water. saved uh az really and then you know she kind of tagged along AZ. she was grabbing <laughs> that yeah i mean at some point in time these guys all gotta die right i mean it's this no. is a very like rogue one no, the style rest... ending i mean no brian the rest of the bad batch they live throughout you know they're gonna live past mando you you die <laughs> it's echo oh, base name, is echo but, base but, named after echo let no. me guess. They're background characters guess. in um, Return yeah. of the Jedi. No, they were. Yeah, they were. At, they're in the forest. They were in the forest. The Battle of Endor. Old man yeah. Rex. Yeah, they're just they're just normal guys now. They're regs. Yeah. Hunters in the back. He's so just got those last two questions. Kira underscore Machado and then Beetle QD ninety nine. Thanks for your questions. And then the original question from the kids was Brent Obart. What I wanted to say. Henry's Creations. That was the guy that made my Stormbreaker oh, files. Oh, where's Thank he you. from? Stormbreaker. You're right. All right. It's it's España. Sorry. Yes, España. Yeah. Great files. Henry's Creations. Henry Creations. Henry. Cool. Dang, we made it through all of a new hope. That was the back of John's dude, John's thing. We're at the Death Star. City. Stay on target. <clears throat> this was a long Stay episode. On target. Oh damn! This is a long episode. Like a two You're hour. All clear, kid. Two hour. Bed we can break now it let's up. Let's blow this thing and go home. Well, guys, I think that pretty much does it for episode <laughs> four. Thank you for listening to us. Um, if you like what we do, follow us and leave us a good review on your podcast app. You can email us questions at dadbatchpod at gmail.com. And you can follow me at stevie.kicks. John, where can people find you? At Alpha Ignition. And Joe? At tech.badbatch. And Brian. At sithing.ain't.easy. And Ramy, do you want people to find you? Just say no. You're you're muted. You're muted, buddy. Follow Dad Batch Podcast. <laughs> Thank you again, everybody, for listening to the Dad Batch Podcast. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. Freaky. 
freaky. Freaky. He said it twenty times. It was like, okay. 